welcome to the Countdown Podcast. This time we are reviewing Fast X. That is it's called oh, is it X. Fast, fast 10. 10. Is All it right. Fasten? Fasten your seat. Yeah. yeah. That one, everyone. You know what we're talking about. My <laughs> name's Wayne. My name is Paul. Straight to an end for this 10th film in the Fast Fuse franchise. 11th if you count the deplorable Hobbs and Shaw. And you shouldn't. <laughs> this one is directed by Louis Leteria with a screenplay by Dan Mazu and Justin Lin. The story by those two and Zach Dean. It stars all your old favourites, Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, Tyrese Gibson, Chris Ludacris Bridges, John Cena, Natalie Emmanuel, Natalie Emmanuel, sure. Jordana Brewster, Sung Kang, Scott Eastwood, Helen Mirren, Brie Larson, Rita Marino, Jason Statham, Jason Momoa and Charlize Theron. It is 141 minutes long with a budget. Good luck, Wayne. How much do you reckon this one was made for? At this stage, it's just make it rain, right? So how about... How about 250? $340 million, making it one of the most expensive films in the history of the universe to have been made. 350? 340. 340. And that's like, can we assume that they filmed more than one with that budget? I don't know. I don't know. Don't know. Don't know at all. We'll come to talk about sequels and the like in due course. Wayne, what is this one about? All right. I'm just going to read this one because I couldn't think of like what to say about it, but... It says here, over many missions against impossible odds, Dom Toretto <laughs> and his family... Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> ...have outsmarted and outdriven every foe in their path. Now they must confront the most lethal opponent they've ever faced. Again. Fueled by revenge, a terrifying threat emerges from the shadows of the past to shatter Dom's world and destroy everything and everyone he loves. Hun, hun, hun. There it is. Very well said, <laughs> sir. This one thus far then has pulled in 60.9 million. We are recording on a, a Sunday Australian time, which means it's only got the first day's returns. So no word yet on how this is going to go, though. It's, well, the rapper estimates it needs to gross 800 to 850 million in order to turn a profit. I don't understand how those mathematics work at all. 850 million. The production budget was 340, and there's this typical word around, you know, you kind of got to double that for promotion. For promotion and whatever else. Although, honestly, 350 on promotion is ridiculous. Is it not? Is it not? Okay, according to the critics, then on Rotten Tomatoes, it's had a 54% approval rating of 219 critics with an average score of 5.7 out of 10. Metacritic has it as 55 out of 100 based on 55 critics. And audiences, as you would imagine, have it as a more positive score with them giving it a B plus on the A plus to F scale according to Cinema Score. Nice. Okay. Well, what do you reckon, Wayne? Then about Fast <laughs> X, Fast Ten, Fast Ten. All right. So, um, first of all, I think I've come up. I've coined a new term for widely awful films that are inexplicably successful as hell. Successful okay. as hell. Yep. I'm gonna call them shitters and cane. Because this is absolutely, epically, huge, expensive, and frankly, popular. And I don't know why, because it's also the same amount shit. So... Ooh, that's a bingo. I mean, this is... Vin, uh, by the way, Vin Diesel has gone on record comparing himself with J.R.R. Tolkien. He what? I know. He said that... The same way J.R.R. created the Lord of the Rings world, he has created the fast world. So this motherfucker has got delusions of grandeur like you wouldn't believe. You can't handle the exactly. truth! Not that you're hugely surprised now, Paul, because this motherfucker... I mean... Is, you know, the grandiosity is just kind of ridiculous. There's Kanye West and there's Vin Diesel. I know. They're on the same thing, right? And this is the other... And this is what's... Uh, and, and to get to the movie, right? Here's the first thing. I didn't mind it, Paul. 
I didn't. I actually found it ridiculously entertaining. No, sorry, entertaining in a stupid way. In a ridiculous way. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So the best thing about it is that you've got the bad guy playing it completely camp, completely ridiculous. Yep. Almost as though he had said to himself, I want to play something on the spectrum of a Joker-type villain. And he goes that way. And, and some people say, oh, he's playing it camp, he's playing it flamboyant. I'm sorry, he's playing it gay. And that's great. I, right? I think he's almost playing it non-binary. I think he's just all over the shop. I think Jason Momoa in this film, you're meant to be like, everyone's attracted to him. doesn't matter what denomination or interest you are. He's but sexily over the top. He's camp, for sure. It's camp, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But I think he's actually straight up playing it gay because he's not just going, look, Except he doesn't do it the whole film. Well, the first hour of the film, he's pl- I mean, he's he's no, the, grandiose. The, the preamble, the preamble, he's, he's actually straight up a normal. Yeah. And then, villain. but even in that first sequence, which we'll come to, obviously, but the first big action sequence, he's he's still over the top, but he's not flamboyant in that kind of gay way. But yeah. the further the film goes, the more it happens. So it's almost like it's something they developed or evolved as it well, went. What it was was at the beginning, he was just how should I put this expressive as opposed to camp. And then later on, like when he goes to, to enter a car, for example, he doesn't just walk up to a car. He actually prances in the air, throws his head back, lands next to the car and slides in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's actually doing that. He's on, and so for me, the, way, the effect of that in this movie was that this is much more interesting than just a yes, standard growling I, villain. I think that he's very entertaining. And, and it makes it much it better. Adds something, definitely adds something. Whereas a lot of the other players in this film are... I would say almost sleepwalking after 20 years in this role. Well, that's the difference, right? Some people are in on the joke, like Jason Momoa, and then you've got Vin Diesel playing oh, it God. like he's fucking you know, Olivier. Like- so a little <laughs> bit of a, a behind-the-scenes look here. So Justin Lin was originally, the guy, he's directed five of these films, yeah. I think he was originally going to come back and direct this one, but he just couldn't deal with Vin Diesel anymore. It, just, it, it got too big a, oh, I'm the star, I'm the star, I'm the producer, I'm the man who knows it. And Justin was like, fuck's sake. I can't do it. I think I saw a quote from him. He said, "My mental health is not worth this." That's right. So he he dropped out. So he's still a producer on the film, and he still gets and he's still a story writer and all the rest of it. So it's just the limbs pockets are are well lined. Who's Louis Leterrier? Who's Louis Leterrier? He's he's a French director who has did that piece of shit Clash of the Titans. Yeah, I knew I'd heard his name. But he's done other films as well, which are are better than that. In fact, one of your favorite films of all time, Wayne. And now you see me. That was him, wasn't it? Look, I don't think he did a bad job here, given what apparently he must have accomplished. I think that. The other strong part of this movie, other than the villain performance, is some of the visuals. In particular, the way the camera moves, the kinetically jumping between CG and drone shots in this really kind of entertaining way. It really kind of gives a different no, view. No, it does. You know, you it was... see how technology has advanced in the last two or three years to allow this kind of thing to happen. And I think he makes good use of that. Are the performances good, other than Jason Momoa? No. Uh, is the dialogue completely inane and ridiculous and silly? Yes. Yep. And so, therefore, you can't say it's a well-directed film, but at least he tries to add an element of I don't know, energy to it with the way it's shot. And exactly. I, I appreciated that. And that's the whole thing, because I expected nothing from this, right? I was done with the Fast franchise when well before they went to space. And I think that that's the thing, though, right? You've got a franchise where in the ninth installment, they took a fucking car to space, a right? duct-taped car. Duct-taped, so, so that means that all of the... All, all of the credibility has was lost long ago. And as a result, you don't feel any real sense of danger for any of these characters because well, they've been to space in a car. You well, know? it's not just because of that reason. We'll probably have to save that, that for spoilers. We'll do for spoilers. But dear God, I'm tired of them revisionistically revising or retconning things that have happened before and just going, here, <laughs> why am I meant to fucking care? Like, And this is my biggest problem with this 
series. Okay, it's so over the top and ridiculous and they're embracing that at least at the filmmaker level, even if Vin Diesel likes to deify himself on screen Big in day. every fucking way that he possibly can because he is bigger, as you've said now, than Tolkien and probably God in his own mind. <laughs> it is horrendous, the ego that this man has and you know all these people who just can't work with him anymore and all the rest of it. But all that aside, if there are no stakes... Yeah. And there are none. Then why am I meant to care when you try and sell me down the river with a plot development? Like, <gasps> and that's the thing, Paul. You've got this situation here where I know I don't care about anyone in this film. All right? With the possible exception of I do have a, I do have a bit of fondness for John Cena for some reason. I really like him. Really? Yeah, I do. I like the actor. I don't know what it is. I think I got a crush on him. I'm not sure. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. Because because you and you I personally as a viewer don't expect anything. I'm now going into the film going, all right, just make me not hate it. All right, just make me just entertain me enough so I don't notice the time passing and that I go, oh look at that, you know. And that's kind of what it did. So this movie does, I believe, lean into the cheese of the franchise in a way that a few of them didn't do. I don't know about that. I think they've all been since Fast Five, which of course this film references right at the very start of the Big film time. again. I think they've all been progressively getting stupider and stupider and sillier yes. and sillier. Arguably, this one doesn't. Yeah, because I think... It's like still I said, chock full of ridiculousness, and we'll get into that in plot spoilers. Well, exactly. and But, but that's the thing, though. You've but got, compared to duct taping a car into there space... There it is. So they actually peaked in ridiculousness at number nine. So now in number ten, it's like, where do we go? Because the next natural, natural thing would be that they are actually being astronauts, or they have to go to the moon for some reason, or aliens are coming. Well, I think, honestly, if they, if they go to space again... They've already gone to space. It's stupid. No so, shit. So I think, forget that bullshit. Like, But I think that... Like the same with the Jason Momoa thing. Although I enjoyed his performance, I didn't particularly buy it. Like I don't think like I, I'm like okay. Well, at least you entertain me fine. That's all I think about. I'm not gonna sit there and go. Do I think he's actually like that? By the way, has he put on weight or something? I don't know. Jason Momoa, it looks different to what he was. Anyway, it's fine. I'm sure he's still getting a lot of ass. But like um, <laughs> the 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 funny thing is, you were saying about this this retconning, right? In the Fast and the Furious world, it's no longer a case of I ever meet new people. What happens is. People from the past just turn up again. This okay? thing gave away its its right to be any other than a superhero franchise. Or it developed, evolved, I guess if you want to use that term, into a superhero franchise. No one's ever truly dead. No one's ever gone, gone forever. You saw a body, doesn't matter. You know, they, an explosion happened and they were clearly destroyed beyond belief. Doesn't matter. This film doesn't care about consequence. It just wants to give you that moment of... Exactly, and you know, I'll tell you something else, right? When this I'm watching this series, I should yeah, say. well, the ridiculous isness is on a level where I was watching it, I was going, you know what this movie is now? Saints Row. The, there's, <laughs> a, there's a there's a video game called Saints Row where it's on as opposed to GTA. Ridiculous. It's actually more Saints Row with Jason Momoa doing what he's doing and wearing all that purple. Yeah, than, okay. than, yeah. than you know what I mean? Like, and it's that's a that's a video game people where it's just on purpose ridiculous. Like one of the weapons is a huge cock, things like that. <laughs> right? This is getting towards that level now. So I'm like, all right, fine. But as a result, I think it was. I'm kind of. I don't know if I've if I've surrendered my my wanting You've to make sense. You've been beaten into submission. Yes, I think I've been slapped around, <laughs> and now I've just got a fast and furious dick You're in my mouth. You're killing me, small. So, <laughs> I don't know. That's that's it. But like, I did walk out of it going because my cousin said to me, "Yo, what did you think of this show?" And I just went. I gotta be honest with you. I did not have a bad time. I'm not saying I had the greatest time. And I'm not saying it's anything that I'm... Like, if you're a Fast and Furious fan, you already know you're going to watch this, right? Well, that was my my point that I made in my written review. This is not highbrow entertainment. It's not 
well thought out. It's not well put together in the sense of nothing here is even remotely believable, realistic or the like. It's not well acted. It's not well written. None of those things. In fact, it's got way too many plot threads and not enough people are given good good thrift. And some of them, the, the comedy is god-awful. Ludicrous what? and fucking oh. Tyrese need to stop their shtick. It's not for one instant funny in this You know movie. how I feel about Tyrese. All right, fuck that motherfucker. Oh, my <laughs> God. Both of them suck. And their whole plot thread that they put for those three characters, which we'll talk about in a moment, but sucks. At that stage, it was just sort of Poor like... Poor Ramsey being... S- and the dude from Tokyo Drift. Han. They're saddled. Yeah, Han, Han, Han. They're saddled with these two. And I'm just like, oh, I feel so bad for them. They just... Oh, let's put them over there and just have them have hijinks for a while. Fuck off. That's terrible. <laughs> John Cena's character, what he's doing in this film is fucking terrible. See, this is the thing about... You know, his name is John Cena. Da, da, da. You don't see those memes, haven't you? No. i got to send you the memes. It's great. So... The John Cena character, because I forgot everything. I said, oh, that's right. He's the brother of this guy, which yeah, means he's the girl's brother. He was the bad guy in the last movie. Exactly, right? And this is As how they always, they are. always are. There's one great line of dialogue where it literally says, what do you think? Every single time you're just going to ingratiate someone else into your family? Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Occasionally it pokes fun at itself. And I think the thing that it overall does right is that it's like, it's not trying to be any much more than it is. Like, uh, despite what Vin Diesel would probably have you believe, it's like, no, we understand that this is just more ridiculous shit. So let's try and make it as interesting and not believable, but entertaining as possible. So, again, I think it's like, it's it surprisingly entertained me. How's that? Okay, fair enough. I, overall, this film is middling for me. Yeah. It's too shit in too many places to say it's a good film. No, no, and I don't but think you're going to say that. Remotely entertaining? Yes. Could it have been a lot better? Yes. Is it anywhere near as good as when this film, this series peaked five through seven? No. So that's my general well, response to this. Let me ask you this then. How could this film have been better? Like, we, I'll tell they, you. I'll tell you in spoilers. Okay, tell me in spoilers. Let's do it. You can't handle the truth. Spoilers here for Fast X from going forward. So just be aware if you've not yet seen the film. As you can tell, Wayne's probably a bit higher on it than I am, but mm-hmm. I don't hate the film. I don't think it's it's a, a a crime against cinema or anything along those lines. It's more of what you expect, and I think that's the bottom line to really emphasize. I think nine was a crime against cinema. Um, this is so better than nine. I'll tell you why. Because yeah, no duct tape into space, and suddenly they're not all got guns and can shoot the lights out of everything and and kill trained soldiers. And all that that terrible sequence at the start of nine really really annoyed the shit out of me. God, I can barely remember it. However, there are too many plot threads, and they're trying to service too many characters, which is what happens when you keep bringing people back from the fucking dead, mm. and they do it again, again at the end of this film. Gal Gadot is alive. The fuck? Come on now. Now I I'm... literally sank in my chair when that happened. And I'm just like, what? And why the fuck is she walk, working with whatever Charlie Theron's villain name is? So here's what I think. I'm sorry. Here's what I surmise. Right? The way she bought the farm in whatever one that on that one she on fell the off runway. the, she yeah, fell on the, the runway, the world's longest to runway save, to save Han Solo or whatever. Yep. Right? So she jumps off. So I guess she could have fallen on a car because in this in this franchise, falling on a car is like falling on a pillow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Which has happened in multiple films. Absolutely. Before. So she could have done that, but of course, why then did she duck out for so many years? Yes. Why is she working with Charlize Theron? Did, was she on that same fucking submarine that was in the other one? Where yeah, fucking, that's weird. I don't know what that's about. All right. Yep. Maybe it's her fucking. Why twin is she firing sister. fucking missiles at them if she was anyway? Maybe it's her twin sister. You know what I'm saying? Oh, we God. don't wouldn't, even wouldn't know. Surprise me. I wouldn't, wouldn't know. Me. All right. And then the Rock, who the big, the other big sting on the singer at the end, halfway through the credits, is the Rock is back. Yes, even after even all these tweets, he would never work with Vin Diesel. It. That was arguably the most like, whoosh. That was definitely the big thing because, like, 
he was because like over years ago, it's like Vin Diesel online is saying, "Come back to the my family, my little brother, The Rock, do this shit." And he's like, "No, man, you don't invoke Paul's name in this." And it, it was all real. And obviously, they just threw enough money at him, or Black Adam failed too much. Or, I don't yeah. know. Something happened. Yeah, that's the end of that that particular income stream. This Rock's like, ah, fuck, fine, I'll do it. And that's an interesting look. It's as interesting as the show gets in terms of if you know the, the, the sequels and well, you know the behind the scenes stress and pressure that Vin Diesel creates. So let's let's get on then to how this film gets better. Right. So it starts with the fucking big bomb going down <sighs> fucking Paris, right? And the thing is, right, there's a bomb rolling down the streets. Uh, not Paris. It was Rome, Rome, Vatican City, heading towards the Vatican, Vatican City, and uh, that's not even the top five action sequences in this film. No, like, it is. It is, is it? for sure. Okay, it's one of the, it's a, one of the big set pieces, and we're meant to believe that the entire thing is a fucking downhill downhill slope. thing, so that the thing can roll and be on fire. Oh and my explode. god! And then it g- <laughs> so stupid. And then we, because presumably Kurt Russell has half a brain, said, I'm not coming back as Mr. Nobody. And then we had, I barely remembered, is it Scott Eastwood, whoever it is? Was he in the previous ones? I think he was in nine as Mr. Nobody Jr. And then they write him out for some inexplicable reason. Even though he doesn't die, he leaps out of a a car and then seemingly survives. We never see him again, because why? Don't know, because this film doesn't bother to tell you. Because it's badly written, that's why. But now, but Brie Larson's in to replace him as Mr. Nobody's daughter, Junior, whatever. Who and she's just she's garbage in this movie. She's terrible. She's about as good as the role was written for. Her. Yeah, she, she's got a terrible role written for. Her. She's like just meant to be like superior and snarky, she's helping just, them because I've got a, a moral compass set correctly. But meanwhile, it turns out that your favorite actor in the history of the universe, Alan Richard, Alan Richardson, Jack so Richards, Jack in here. Richards, that in was here. what made me happy. And somehow, even though he looks like he's about thirty-five, he's taken over the whole of this whole CIA clandestine side business and and sets the whole of the CIA and the world against them. Even though it's very apparent they did fucking nothing wrong. But isn't he supposed to be Jason Momoa's brother? Not brother. He was a business. Oh, he was associated yeah. with him at the time which, of Fast which, Five. And that's fine. That him yeah, being how bad. Did he go to CIA fucking operative. And then pretending to be good with Dom and then going bad again. That's that part actually is probably one of the better written elements of it. Like, oh, it, it's a little bit unpredictable. I'll tell you what was unpredictable. Well, sorry, what I had a problem with, right? In that part of the movie Why where... don't you shoot Dom in the Well, he's not allowed to shoot Dom, but anyway. That, well, no, that makes sense, weirdly. But Alan Richson, like, so he's the head of whatever CIA. Yeah, so I'm saying, time, how right? does he get to be the head? What has he done? So let's just let's just argue. So he's that about he somehow 25 when all the events of Fast Five happen. Oh no, no. That, that, I mean think about making sense of that. Here's the other here's the thing that I have more like he all of his men are those guys in the in the helmets and yep. stuff, right? They have mostly been killed by every one of like these people. They just kill them. Boom, 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 boom. Yep. So he, as the head of the CIA, ostensibly, right? Or whatever he is, right? Those are all his men that were killed by Dom and his crew. True. And then he's like, okay, Dom, I guess you're enough a nice enough guy now. I'm gonna shoot around That's a good you. Point. That's and very I'm like, good what point. the fuck? And then he turns to about to flip again and then I guess in some way that makes more sense. But if I was dumb, I'd be like, are you not sore about me killing, like, seriously, 30 of your men? Exactly. So, like, I mean, none of this shit makes sense. And again, I'm in a spot where I don't expect it to make sense. Because I'm like, yeah, whatever. Just show me another explosion, right? And again, it did then do that. So, I mean, I don't know if how I'm feeling about this. i got to tell you this. John Cena... Him oh. giving, you know, finally giving his life to save the boy well, or did whatever. Did he give his life? He could never guarantee that. Well, it that. blew up. So if he, it, look, oh, he'll probably come What the come fuck up. ever? Everyone's blown up. Well, Gal Gadot fell from a fucking and thing into the darkness. No. no, she fell into the darkness. Well, and then right? fucking Han getting hit by... Oh, Han did blow up. Deckard. Han did blow up. Sure, yeah. Like, it You're does right. not matter. Letty, whenever she died, 
earlier, whatever fucking film that That's she died right. in. She died as well. Yeah, you're right. So I, I reckon. Like, John, I'm not going to go away again. What, what are the odds that John Cena comes back? Oh, just in your probably mind. pretty high. Pretty high, right? He's coming back. Which maybe not in the next film because I thought this was the the beginning of the end. The end of the road begins is, was the tagline I think for this movie, and I thought it was one more, one more in two years' time, probably finishing it up. No, apparently there's three. There's three now. There's Fast Eleven and Fast Twelve, and then we're going to be finished. Oh, for fuck's sake. Well, did you see what Vin Diesel said on the red carpet in Rome? Is this really no. cool event they had that was right near the Coliseum or whatever? And they were just like, well, I thought it was going to be two shows and whatever. And then the studio said, can we make it three shows? He literally said, the studio asked me to make it three shows. And then the girl on the carpet is, are you, are you dropping that it's going to be three shows? He's like, oh, and he just kind of walks off. And I'm like, you, so you said that this is just a money grab then. You set up these I would love Vin Diesel to go, oh, it was walk away. Watch it, it's on video. <laughs> he's, he's with Michelle Rodriguez and they're both like, oh, 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 and they fucking just walk away. So I'm like, that was set up like a motherfucker. But I mean, shit, I don't know. Um, I hated that fucking Vatican scene. That was so ridiculously terrible. Then Georgiana Brewster's character is kicking these trained operatives who got armor and shit on. Yes, John Cena comes to help and whatever else. And then it becomes the... Hey, the uncle and the kid bonding, driving along, and then he's got a fucking... What? <laughs> he's got a gliding jet that he manages to get on the back in the underbelly of a plane. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because uh-huh, fucking... he knows people. Look. <laughs> <laughs> and then they fly out of there, no worries. They'll then find a better car and they drive. Oh, my God. And then the kid gets out to... The rocket fucking things that he's got. That he can Jams. F- jam. So the kid climbs out and fixes it. Fix it, uncle. Jason Moore's like, hey, look at that. Jumps dry down, grabs, grabs him. Grabs him. I'm like, aren't you the best uncle in the universe? Holy shit, that to was a fair, stupid sequence. To be fair, sequence. the kid snuck out while he was doing some other shit. Where are you? And he's like, I fixed it. He's like, Nevertheless, had no idea Jason Moore was coming up behind him. Well done, you're doing you're trying to drive away yeah, from I shit. Know. And also, how Jason Moore would just snag a kid from the side of it? You know, yeah, reaches out the car and just grabs him. Yeah, Woo, like, pulls him in through on, the window. Oh, fuck. And then how about when. <laughs> When Vin Diesel drops his whatever car it is, whatever muscle car it is, drops it onto two cars. They just explode, cause, and then he bounces off them with no damage. And just drives suspension away. Whatsoever. He's fine. He's He's, fine. It's fine. The car's all good. Carry on as you were, people. Look, that's everything you said is right. And then the dumbest part, the part Please. which literally did make me put my hand to my forehead and rub my face in that kind of oh my god kind of way, was in the very final sequence. The betrayals happened. They're on top of this fucking dam. What makes you think you haven't got right where I want you? Vertical drop. And the only way out from these two... Because whatever his name is, Jason Miles' character says, okay, time to die now. No more suffering. You've got him and his son there. Well, actually, no. Before that... We've blown up. We've blown up. Yeah, but he drives down the fucking... Oh, no, no. We haven't got there yet. Yeah, yeah. But just before that, we've apparently blown up... Dear God, I hope this sticks. Ramsey. There's no way that sticks, Paul. And fucking Tyrese and Ludacris. Uh, whatever Tej, they're all dead. They're not, I know, I know they're not dead, but because that's this film, it ends. It's the Infinity War of the fucking fast universe. They're about to be killed. He does the only thing he can. He drives off the edge of the dam, which maybe it's not ninety degrees straight down, but it's pretty close. Here's the thing: and the car, any doesn't, moment, yeah. the car doesn't. The car doesn't just drive. It doesn't hit this thing and then flip forward and it just drives down. The explosion, meanwhile, which happens right above them, for some strange reason, funnels to follow them straight down. It doesn't explode outwards. It explodes downwards, but only right behind their car. Exactly. So even when you see the shot after, of course, they survive, and at the bottom of the dam in the water, you see the stain from the explosion. Like, it's... 
It's ridiculous. <laughs> Why? What fucking projection in physics, other than it was chasing the car, made it do that? I'm just like, oh my god. No, it was it was shit house. But like, it's exactly the shit house I was expecting. They drive down. They hit the water. Uh, Alan Richardson flips and goes, "Okay, I blew up your friends." And now the plane behind him crashes, and he doesn't look at the explosion because tough guys don't do that. Yep, exactly. Uh, with, with those aforementioned minor characters on there, minor, you know, well, secondary, yeah, secondary characters. Yeah, and obviously, I mean, I'm guess if we're gonna have to guess at how they got out of that, basically, oh, we're going down, and they all jumped out of parachute. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll retcon it in the next film and go back yeah. and show them. But this is the thing: so we've got that them for fucking running around and eventually running to Deckard Shore or going to see Deckard Shore. We've got John Cena and and Dom and oh, it's not Dom Letty's kid; it's Dom and um, uh, Chris Hem- Mrs. Chris Hemsworth's kid. They're doing their own thing. And then we've got Letty hooking up with Charlie Theron in one of the most ridiculously pointless sequences ever because they've done nothing influencing the main plot. And then we've got Vin Diesel himself. So we're running with four plot threads in this film and none of them are given good enough service. None. No, they're all gone. Well, this is the thing though. I will say this, that it does end on a pretty hairy cliffhanger. There's no resolution whatsoever. Oh, whatever. Jeez, if they can drive down the fucking side of a dam and avoid an explosion, I'm pretty sure when, when said dam explodes, they'll find a way to survive. I'm not worried about Dom and his son. I'm not. No, all they've got to do is jump in the water. Not worried about Tyrese and all the rest of them either. Not. No, no, I'm not. The only one who's potentially, possibly, maybe dead is John Cena. But even then, it would not surprise me for him to turn up in the third film fucking finale to save the day or help save the day. No, he'll turn up in number three. Like, he'll, they'll, they'll probably let, me, let you have it for yep. one movie and then there you go. So it's like, I mean, and I just hope they use a the fucking infinity gauntlet to make it so. <laughs> well, that's the thing, though. This is definitely that. It's like everything's got to be the worst thing at the end of this, and this is their version of it. And I don't take it seriously like I took Infinity War seriously. So, yeah, no. yeah all right. Let's give it a score then, Wayne. Unless there's anything else you want to say about nah, the film, that's it. Um, I'm going to say sixty-two. Yeah, slightly generous, but not ridiculously. So, um, I'm going to give this one. I'm, I'm, I'm the nerd. Should I fail it? Just I'm going to give it fifty. Smack bang on 50. Jason Moe is very entertaining. Yeah. Some of the stuff is really, really stupid. I mean, in terms of anything that's wrong, you know, it's not meant to be realistic. In this world, it's a 50. It's a fucking middle of the road yeah. fast film. It's nowhere near as good as Fast Five. I don't think it's as good as Fast Seven or even Fast Eight. How do you remember Eight and Seven? <laughs> I remember I had fun. I remember Fast Five. I, I had five. fun with those films. Yeah. Fast Six was the fucking long runway. Fast and Furious Six in the old school. Right, right. Fast Nine was garbage. I think we gave that one two stars. This no one's one slightly shit. better. So that's where it lands for me. Is it a good film? No. Will you enjoy it if you're a fan? Yes. yes. There's all the recommendation that you need. Exactly. And if you're not a fan, it won't turn. No, you. do not bother. If you've not seen these films, I literally had one of my daughter's friend's parents say to me the other day, oh, he went to that movie after the netball game. I'm like, I'm coaching my daughter's team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was it? Should I go see it? I'm like, have you seen the other ones? No. Nah. So do not bother. Nope, nope. If anything started at the beginning. You will not get it. Yeah. Go back and watch the first one and then make your way forward from there. And when you tap out, Say thank you. <laughs> All right, that's our review of Fast X. What did you think? Did we get it right? Did we get it wrong? You can let us know via email at thecountdownpodcast or gmail.com on Twitter at thecountdownpc. Head over to our website, thecountdownpodcast.com for links to everything else, including the Facebook community, Patreon, and merch store. There is a new design from the Countdown Podcast, which is now doing the rounds. And if you're involved in live stream for the Cure over the last weekend, you'll have gotten to see it. But if not, we have new merch. So get on over and uh, once Wayne's populated it. That's right. And buy some stuff to rep the show. Thank you so much again for joining us today. My name is Paul. My name is Wayne. This has been the soundboard. Ballsy. Stupid, but ballsy. This whole fucking franchise. Yes, indeed. We'll catch you next time. See ya. Thank you.